This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, you guys. It is me. I wanted to pop in before this week's episode just to kind of give you an idea of what this is going to be and what you have to look forward to and what we're doing next week. Um, Just some housekeeping. You know what I mean? Dusting, if you will. So I reached out to Cara Berry last night. Well, for you, it'll be last night. For me, it's right now. Um, I reached out to her this evening and was basically like, hey, do you want to record an emergency uh, Kim and Kanye episode with me? So that's what this is. It's me and Kara really just, it's nothing formal. It's very chill. It's us just kind of gabbing, giving our opinions and our thoughts and our hopes and our fears and our dreams. My original plan was to continue the Christina saga, of course, Um, We're smack dab in the middle, kind of, I mean, honestly, coming towards the end, let's be honest, of the Christina journey. And um, I'm going to continue that next week. Next week's episode will be about Bionic and uh, what has been described as Christina's art pop, which obviously intrigues me beyond what I can even put into words. I'm so excited to learn about that and talk about it. And I've already started doing notes and reading and researching and There's a lot of involvement from other celebrities and there's feuds and it just seems really, really juicy and very, very messy. So I'm really, really excited about that. And we'll be tying up Christina here fairly shortly. Um, But yeah, that's all. I just wanted to pop in and say that I hope you guys are doing well. And I hope that this episode provides, you know, just the tiniest bit of... uh, release um escapism you know uh, an hour for you to drown out what is happening in the world right now personally nobody makes me laugh harder than Cara Berry um I'm so happy that we got to do this episode together I really hope that you guys enjoy it and we will be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming bye welcome to Dunzo This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. You guys, welcome to this impromptu emergency episode of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady. And I'm joined by somebody today. Honestly, I couldn't imagine recording this episode that I feel like I need to record today with anybody else. I am happily and lovingly swaddled in the arms of Kara Berry. Kara, how are you? Troy, I'm here. I'm here and I'm ready. Existing. We're here at the red table. There's some healing that needs to happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> there is healing that needs to happen. Fuck. <laughs> like, where do you even begin? Where do you begin? Do we start with, you know, I'm still reeling from weeks ago where Kim revealed on Twitter the birthday card, the impromptu late birthday card that Kanye got for her birthday or 30th birthday that he handmade and with like a gold marker, just like a white piece of paper. And it was a poem. Mm. It was, um, you know, basically, uh, you're my devil, you're my angel, you're my heaven, you're my hell. Not something that you would typically put in a 30th birthday card. So, (laughs) you know, from the beginning, where, what, what, I mean, where are you? I've been feeling like I'm prepared. Somebody asked me how I was feeling and I was like, I've never been more prepared for anything in my life. Right. I mean, honestly, (laughs) well, let me, I guess I should start by saying that obviously Kara and I are talking about Kim Kardashian and Kanye West today. Obviously, come on. Clearly. I'm not, I shouldn't even put an episode description because everybody will know. I mean, come on. Featuring Cara Berry, and they'll know. Yeah, exactly. I don't like talking about the Kardashians with literally anybody else. <laughs> and that's on God. Um, I, listen, I don't even know. I'm in a full place at this point. This podcast, as we know, we, this podcast has documented my, like, my, like, childhood spirit about celebrity and fame to sort of be chipped away. Hmm. It's documented the past four years of me just losing my whimsy. Sure. And I'm fully in a place now of just like, I don't believe anything. I'm like so numb and cold when it comes to celebrity uh, relationships at this point. And mm-hmm. I'm at a point where I feel like I'm truly praying for anybody who is comparing this breakup to anything that they've like known in life. Like I keep seeing people be like, <laughs> Oh, well, like, you know, Kim with like doing prison reform and stuff, like they've started to recently grow apart um, because Kim's so busy and like she's doing her own thing. And and now she doesn't have as much time to sort of live in Kanye's world or like all of these things that you would sort of equate to like why your like aunt and uncle broke up. Do you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and it's like, this is, for one thing, I will go on record saying that I feel like we'll, ne- we'll never really know. And this is so above our heads in many ways, as far as like contracts and negotiations and and just the the files in Chris Jenner's drawer. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's like I there's so much smoke and mirror involved that I don't even know where I don't know where I where I fall anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You're you're totally right. We'll never really know the truth. I think about 30% of that is because people never believe the Kardashians. Like that's just right. not what we do. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, <sighs> oof, this is rough. It, it's a complicated situation. I don't think we all knew that this relationship was not built to last. Sorry. With it being said, I don't think we expected it to be this complicated, this dark. Mm-hmm. And that that's what's interesting for me is that, uh, you know, I've always been like 
kind of I've I've been soft with Kim when it comes to her relationship with Kanye. Yeah. Because I feel like he's a grown ass man. Right. He wants to be in this relationship, you know, like who are me to judge? Totally. Whatever you want. So yeah, you know, I uh, I'm just very conflicted, but I also feel like yeah, we all knew this was happening. We didn't know how. We didn't know right. how. Yeah, I feel like I sort of like <clears throat> I kind of break their relationship up into like maybe two or three parts. Sure. And there's like that that very beginning part of it where it was like fun and like there was a chase and it was like, you know, Kim was so starstruck and like just probably so in awe by the the fact that Kanye West even like wanted to publicly claim her and like you know they were just in such a different life place then well you know what it's a great comparison is that episode of sex in the city where samantha ends up like trying to do that guy javier they're like fashion designer he dies mm-hmm. Samantha to do um like charity and she's like trying to pull donors for the charity she ends up having sex with this married man the wife walks in her reputation is ruined because this lady's like a rich upper east mm, mm-hmm. and then she ends up having to like do this like menial labor to try and like go back <laughs> and you know into the graces of manhattan's arms mm-hmm. she ends up getting like uh i think leonardo dicaprio comes and like finds her and it's kind of like that like we have to think kim was at like her lowest the kardashians reputation was at their lowest when kim and kanye got together because totally. she was post chris Humphreys post that wedding that everybody was like that was such bullshit let's every day calculate how much money they spent on that wedding and how much they got for free and mm-hmm. you know turn that into whatever and to have like Kanye who was at the height of his career everybody respected him he was a god right to take not only Kim on but that entire family and the show and the whole thing that came comes with like a Kardashian that was like a big deal. Oh my God. I mean, honestly, Kara, like this has obviously all kind of put the whole thing into perspective for a lot of people. It's like, now I'm thinking it's been so long that you don't really think of all those little like nuanced things. Like you kind of forget all of the, they've been together for so many years. And what Kanye did as far as rebranding that family is, I mean, his greatest work of art totally and people always equate Kim to being like you know obviously Kim was his muse in a lot of ways and like they had this sort of weird like boxing Helena fucking relationship in a lot of weird ways but I mean the entire family has gone through a like Yeezy transformation like the the way that they're like talked about the way that they're they dress the way that I mean everything about them is completely different because of Kanye injecting his blackness into that fucking family, like his blackness and his art and creativity. Mm-hmm. You think they would have gotten a, a deal with Hulu? Come oh on. my God. I know. It's so crazy. What do you think is, uh, what do you, in your mind, what does their Hulu programming look like? And what do you, what do you think is different about it than E? In my mind, it's, more open Mm -hmm. in it's more in depth i think it is definitely going to talk about the show and the impact on the family or it should 
Mm-hmm. I mean, what what the hell else do we want to hear from them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know how the show ruined all of your lives, even though it made it significantly more wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I if it's gonna be like like I don't want any fluff. I do not. But unless it's gonna be like a stormy in the kitchen, like a stormy cooking. Right. Yeah. I want Stormy and Rob having a cooking show. <laughs> and then I want to, you guys to tell me the truth. And that's it. Yeah. I agree with I'm that. Sh- I'm sure Kim was going to cut like a prison reform show deal. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something impactful. There's going to have to be like a, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Some kind of prison reform spinoff. Definitely. And I I agree with you. I think it'll be very raw and it'll be more about the Kardashians as people and less like, you know, because the crazy thing about this show, even though it's gone through all these changes, because it's been on for so long and it's kind of like rode the wave of reality TV, like what's in vogue and what's out of vogue. And like, you know, you look back and it's like crazy that it's even the same show, but Mm -hmm. it was still pitched to E!, and to Ryan Seacrest as like, you know, a leave it to beaver, like this is our wacky family. So they they still have had that like sort of string of that throughout the whole thing where, you know, like, as I always say, Chris will become a mime and Chloe will get addicted to coffee and Kim tries on wigs. Like, you know, all of the the different things, like Kim's gonna be a private investigator for the day. We're seeing a pet psychic. (laughs) <laughs> all of that reality TV stuff that, you know, I feel like that's the stuff I hope if they're smart, they'll do away with and it'll, it'll just be way more like docu-series just about yeah. them being famous people. I agree. I think if you're going to like, like in my mind, if I'm doing, if I'm a professor and I'm doing a class on like reality TV and the impact, like the easiest example that I can say is like, if you want to watch a timeline of how reality TV has like, you know, the trends and all of that, like just watch the Kardashians. Totally. They've been around the entire time. But now like, if you guys aren't going to have the show, like you have to do something very different and mm-hmm. you have to create a new thing. And that's really going to be tough for them. But like, they should have taken all this time to think about that. Yeah. And they do feel, I mean, this show feels so outgrown. Like, I mean, every time you and I have these conversations about them, I always say, I cannot believe they are still in a place of even feeling like either either feeling like or the network telling them that they have to have these scripted B plots. I'm like I can't. blown away. <laughs> like you really think that people want to watch Chris become overprotective of MJ for an episode. Like Troy. Who in who was in the meeting? saying let's get food got on the line we need him to have like get him a, a wig from party city get chris in, a, in an ele- in an electronic wheelchair and let's roll tape like right. why is this happening they're gonna go shop for wacky things for the day it's like fuck <laughs> off are you kidding me right this many years on tv this like you have one of the most dedicated fan bases in this country and that's what you feed them slop like i don't i don't understand i don't get it um i also one of the things i wanted to talk to you about is like what does kim's life look like 
post like what is what do their lives look like post each other I mean I think people have made their assumptions about Kim moving into her like Angelina Jolie phase two right you know pantsuit at the UN era totally like totally get into I think she's going to expand from prison reform I see that for her I don't know what but I I see something else for her beyond prison reform I see her I see her with a white guy should I say it I see see it too I see her marrying a white guy like a white like billionaire yeah yeah like an Alexis Ohanian yes situation like something like that where he's, yes but i think he's gonna be like really good looking i agree Pretty. i think it'll be something it, it's gotta be something even just for like a branding from like a branding standpoint of a relationship that she's gonna like market it's gotta be something completely different than what we've been used to like she can't go fucking marry an athlete or like date an athlete no. or something like no. those days are over no larsa pippen's taking the wheel on that one she's fine she can't do it you know yeah it feels very in the grand scheme of things as far as where kim has landed it feels very for lack of a better term it feels like sort of beneath her at this point yeah i mean it's not it doesn't make sense like you know once you it's like she's like Meghan markle now it's like once you get into that groove like you have to move a different way totally i i see her uh the wardrobe can we talk about the wardrobe changes that are about to happen are you kidding a new fashion era of kim kardashian you guys get ready it is gonna be good oh my god she's been waiting she has been waiting to get out of those sweatsuits oh my god carol especially because she knows that people like there's so much chatter around Kanye being like the, the, like dressing her and her being this like human doll. So it's going to be such a big deal to see her make very public fashion statements and like Mm -hmm. public moments that have nothing to do with having to promote Yeezy or any of that shit, like just completely on her own. Oh, (laughs) all of his years of expertise and she's going to throw it in his face. And for that, I can't wait. Like, yeah, you guys, we have to understand a huge part of her rebranding is going to be in fashion. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. I'm very much ready for that. Like that part of it, I'm actually really excited for, honestly. I'm excited for the looks. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The whole vibe. I'm so excited to see her no longer wearing Carhartt jackets and, like, looking like a fucking, like... Just like a, a female prison inmate. Like she literally looks like an Orange is the New Black cast member all the time. I'm over it. Well, yeah. Like if they did like a Mark by Mark meets Orange is the New Black, like why <laughs> why are you in a camel color colored like mock turtleneck? <laughs> like, what, 
doing this? And like starter sweatpants that I also owned for seventh grade gym. Like I don't understand where the chicness <laughs> comes from. Why are they five hundred dollars? I own them. Right. <laughs> I got mine from Walmart. I don't understand. I just don't get it. Um, can we talk for a second about? It, okay, like I mentioned the smoke and mirrors. As far as their relationship at this particular point, like where do you think things really stand? Not in like a People Magazine kind of way, but like what is what is really going on? Like, like I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I mean, you say not in a People Magazine kind of way, but I feel like we're getting a lot of the truth. I feel like it was, I don't know, like I don't, if, we're either getting a good chunk of the truth or we're getting they're taking what people have been saying in the streets and on mm-hmm. the internet and they're just running with it e- either could be true that's a 50 50 on that really but right. I-, I think i don't know i think i mean clearly his mental health is an issue totally and it's an issue that is you know it's it's an uncontrolled like there's nothing she can do yeah he can only help himself you know yeah at some point you have to think about like is it fair for me to stay in this and it feels cruel and it sounds cruel like at the outset but at the end of the day like she's got four kids she has her own life and if he is not willing to help herself like it's not fair to her to stay in there so no, I agree with that. I mean, at this yeah. point, like Kim has publicly backed him through so much. Like yeah. she has been there with him publicly through so much. And even if behind the scenes, she's not as emotionally like connected to it as it appears publicly, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. just the burden she's taken on publicly and the way that she's had to sort mm-hmm. of like dodge all of this shit but solely because of him like at any moment her career she could have had the rug pulled from underneath her at any moment and she's been able to basically white knuckle it through you know the worst years of their relationship at no fault of her own Mm -hmm. and she's had to like figure out how to adapt just like at the drop of a dime because you know maybe Kanye feels like coming out on SNL in a fucking MAGA hat and nobody on stage knows what to do. And she just has to figure it out. It's it's a lot. It's a hell of a lot. It's, um, I was talking to Christian about this. Like the thing that really was like, okay, she's definitely like signaling that she's really hitting her limit was when she um, released that statement after, you know, the statement about him being bipolar, like Kanye's mm-hmm. bipolar. This is something that we deal with. I've tried to get him help. Mm-hmm. he can only help himself I, you know I'm doing the best I can I think a lot of people like really were like okay okay <laughs> like we get it Kim this is serious like we're on your side like I feel like if my mom is like she needs to break up with him it's right. gonna be better for her <laughs> right then the general public's like I gotta go by what she says and I yeah. imagine like the general public is really on her side and they're really like, okay, you're all like, this is a lot. It's a lot. Like any, any person would have either tapped out by now or 
would be close to it. Like she's been really put through a lot in this relationship. And, you know, I've always said like, even years ago, I think I recorded an episode like around the time of the rob, the robbery. And I had said like, you know, I think at the beginning of their relationship, they always really enjoyed like playing the game together, you know, like they're both Mm -hmm. They both really love fame and they love being famous and they love the game. They love manipulating the media and making money. And, you know, they, I I really feel like they sort of love that about each other. And that was something that bonded them and like really brought them together, especially at the beginning when she was so happy to be his muse and he was so happy to like pony her around and look at my creation and all of that stuff and having all yeah. of that sort of stripped away it's like they're just sort of left with everything else <laughs> which is not great right yeah i mean and even for more than that it's like they always talk about this like he really wanted her and they were like he had a girlfriend and she had a boyfriend and like it just never worked the timing wasn't right and then like mm-hmm. he was chasing her and then she ran off with chris and got married and you know he was like right there at the end it's like this yeah. whole like match made in hollywood heaven totally like a, a sword love affair yeah and then that. now it's like <laughs> she's got four kids she's trying yeah. to become a lawyer <laughs> like he's out there in wyoming you know watching dave Chappelle smoke cigarette after cigarette like i don't right <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like james dean smoke where he holds it with his thumb and his pointer finger that's a very like very specific thing that you're trying to get across right um yeah and like the last few years have just seemed so weird like Mm -hmm. the wyoming house was weird that album that he released where he like like that last like his like in quotes mental health album the lyrics of that album were so fucking dark and like I stand behind the fact always that you know Kanye could like I watched my problematic queen who we talked about earlier today Azealia Banks get fucking (laughs) dragged through the dirt publicly but like has some of the best music I've ever heard in my life and Kanye can just say and do whatever the fuck he wants yeah literally write songs that are so so disrespectful about his wife who was a public figure and we're all just like that's Kanye you know like it gets the narrative is just so old at this point sometimes I think about when he said (laughs) that Cam is basically like OJ like he's afraid that she'll murder him like what (laughs) (laughs) Kanye (laughs) there's another whole song where he talks about how he you know, like, have you ever wanted to have an orgy with your wife and her sisters? Like, like <laughs> sir? Like, hi. Hi. And I would imagine that they probably, in my mind, the Kardashians, the sisters have, like, a separate group text that Kim is excluded from and she doesn't know, oh. where they just Wait. talk shit about Kanye. A complete... You know what I mean? Where they're just like, oh, my fucking God. Corey started it. Yeah. <laughs> Corey started it and like wasn't sure who was included they had to teach him how for sure (laughs) he's like I just wanted to Kylie Kylie taught him how to do it yeah 
right <laughs> over some what is that tequila they, they always drink like 1942 or 19, whatever yeah the don julio was popping and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the narrative at this point is just so beat to death and it's like how many how many more years can kim spend defending this man pretending that she wants to wear sweatpants all the time <laughs> Or as Courtney lovingly put it in one of my favorite quotes of all time, looking like she's in the Tour de France. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like going, also, by the way, going to these shows in like floor length, like minks and having to bob her head because Kanye insists that she shows that she's enjoying herself. Mm-hmm. Even she hates to dance in public. It's just like, girl, if you need to release yourself at this point feel free like we I feel like the world is gonna accept Kim with open arms fully agree fully agree she'll have no problems yeah yeah I I think it's incredible to see like what a tide that that had to be turned like (laughs) think of what the like think of what generally black people felt how they felt about Kim Kardashian right and to see people now be like, I understand her. I think she's a good person. I mm-hmm. think she's doing good things. And it, fuck Kanye. Kara, what I, world are we in? I think about that so often that it's actually sick how much. <laughs> but I'm just like, like even the day of when it was like announced officially, it was just like the way people were talking about it. Like literally, yeah, Kim is at a point in this country whether we want to admit it or not where she's like she's the closest that we've ever had to like that family is the closest we've ever had to the feeling of having like a royal family in quotes like dude low-key like okay i did an episode about the crown and i was talking to jasmine and i was like i you know i don't really quite understand like how do english people feel about the royal family like do they is it really necessary and she's like Mm. you know it really is it's such a stabilizing force and i was thinking like (laughs) it sounds so stupid but not to say that the kardashians like are are a stabilizing force in my life like they are but i wouldn't say that out loud right um, (laughs) (laughs) like there is something comforting about like knowing that this family has just been around even Mm -hmm. if you don't pay attention to them it's just nice to know that they're there yeah living their life and all things are happening yeah there's something it's like it's almost comforting knowing that like we've had them for so long and there have been so many like we've gone through so much with them yeah and our opinions of them have been so up and down and all over the place and there are moments where sometimes they're villains and sometimes they're like people we look up to and people we hate and sometimes they're just com- complete like antichrist the devil and then sometimes like we champion them it's like yeah it is this weird it is in a weird way some sort of stabilizing force i guess just media wise because mm-hmm. we have them to count on at least absolutely um oh. should we talk about jeffree star <sighs> i guess like you know people are like when the fuck are they going to talk about oh you know (laughs) the biggest scandal in the entire country right now I like you know I'm not a YouTube girl Mm -hmm. I like you know so like this was probably maybe the first Jeffree Star video I had actually clicked on 
mm-hmm. his like response. So, but like I get it. I understand that people call him Voldemort. I understand like all of his problematic past. Like I got right. that. It, this to me was like, well, let's just talk about the TikTok video first, I guess. Okay. Yes. How did you How did you discover the TikTok video? Was it sent to you, or did you like do you use TikTok? I no. I mean, I I you know, I tip in. You dabble every once in a while, but um, no, I saw it on your Instagram. Follow, follow your Instagram. Oh, cool. Okay, fun. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when you first saw it? Were you skeptical or did you believe? Okay, so she's saying it's been like a long rumor that he's been sleeping with a male beauty influencer. Was that the term that she used? Yeah. And my first thought was James Charles, but I think that's probably just because, like I said, I'm not a YouTube girl. He would probably be the first person I'd think of, you know? Right. And then my second thought was like, if he was with somebody, and I had this conversation with a couple other people, like I would see him being with somebody who is not a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I see him being with somebody more in prestige. Like then my mind went to makeup by Mario or makeup with Mario or whatever he is called. Mm-hmm. I would go somebody who's more of like an Instagram makeup guy. I could see that for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. Not you know, a YouTuber to me. I get that. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, I guess. Um. So I am a YouTube queen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love the YouTube. I probably watch YouTube at this point more than I watch TV, which is so crazy that that's happened. Um. My immediate part, my immediate thought was Jeffrey only because uh, Jeffrey has had this long history of being that girl. Like Jeffrey is very much the person, and he's like open about it, that he is very much the person that people sleep with and then they lie about or they, mm. like there are NDAs involved. Like he sleeps with a lot of famous people who don't want p- other people to know that they're fucking Jeffree Star. So, okay, he's like the cat stacks. Yes, that's a really good comparison. Okay. <laughs> and he signs a lot of NDAs. Okay. And he sleeps with a lot of like football players, NFL people, rappers, a lot of like industry people that A, don't want anybody knowing that they're sleeping with anybody who isn't like an Instagram thought. Mm-hmm. And B, nobody wants to fucking claim Jeffree Star. I mean, hi. Right. Right. Um, so he was my first thought only for that reason. And I know okay. like James is like, James Charles is like weirdly, I feel like in a lot of weird ways, he's like almost asexual. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. He's very sort of boyish about his sexuality. And uh-huh. if he is sleeping with anybody, it's some fucking annoying like TikToker. Like, do you know what I mean like he's not the guy that's gonna show up to like a rapper's house and like back his ass up on his dick like that's not James Charles no he he's gonna fuck a guy who looks like that Noah guy from TikTok yes Yes, that's exactly it he's very that like he's a Bryce Hall gal you know yeah okay um so also I didn't know that Jeffrey had moved to Wyoming yeah is a fair reason to throw him into the, his hat into the ring as to why this would be feasible. Totally. It's very random. And yeah, 
I watched a follow-up TikTok last night from this girl who had done all this investigating, investigating as in like literally zooming in on photos of Jeffree Star's glasses and shit and like finding reflections of people that look like Kanye. Like people are fully losing their minds now, but what else is there to do, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So (laughs) she like talked about basically the fact that Jeffrey bought a house in that area, but he's not in like a metropolis or like a place that's like, that you would expect. He's, it's like a very, very, very random, random rural location. Right. And it's kind of weird that they're like in the same zip code in this random part of the country. It is. And that does make for a very strong case. Mm Mm-hmm. But then I also think like Kanye's probably got people shipping in and out all the time. You know, Travis totally. got there for ten days. Fucking, you know, I don't know. Jack from Twitter. <laughs> he's, there for, <laughs> he's there for three months for God knows why. You know, yes. like it wouldn't surprise me if somebody had just flown in and was staying there for like a long time. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like there's no reason other than being able to like basically have a location where you can truly while out and never have to worry about anybody knowing what you're doing mm-hmm. is the reason a celebrity would buy like a, a compound in the fucking mountains. I mean, Azealia Banks has been calling it the Bussy Boy Ranch since the day he bought it. And like, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of feel that energy. I'm like, yeah, that probably is truly the Bussy Boy Ranch. Like I look <laughs> There's just all kinds of fuckery coming in and out of that house. All kinds of I bet Kim shows up every once in a while unannounced and walks in there like, what in God's name? Right. What are you doing in here? Like Vicky showing up to her son's frat house. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! What's the party? (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! Um... No, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I fall. It's like, I don't, and so I guess Jeffrey, I mean, I guess by the time everybody hears this, this is going to be released tomorrow. Everybody will have either heard about it or seen it, but Jeffrey released this, like, I don't even know what you would call it, like a follow-up video, like addressing the rumors. He talks about it for three minutes. It's fully clickbait, and. Well, and I'm actually surprised, like, doesn't he know about monetizing at this point? Why wouldn't you put it, like, three quarters of the way into the video why did you like two minutes into the video when he said now let's get this wig on I was like what (laughs) (laughs) the fuck are you talking what do you mean I'm not here to watch a wig tutorial in the middle of a pandemic why aren't you juicing milking the hell out of this yeah it's but I agree with you though it's I don't I don't understand like even if Jeffrey is that girl he's the nda girl who people don't want to claim that's still very like nfl at like base like basketball to me yeah it's not like like you said kanye i feel like sleeps with people of like prestige in a weird way but then i also heard somebody bring up a really good point on tiktok about the fact that in many ways jeffrey almost perfectly fits the mold of what Kanye likes which is like he loves like alien beings like he's he's Jeffrey has like an Amber Rose 2008 thing about him Mm -hmm. where 
he's sort of the ideal person for Kanye to like turn into one of his dolls. Totally. Yeah. That would make sense. Also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't he have beef with Kim at some point? Because if I memory if my memory serves me correctly, he they hadn't they got into it because there was some sort of like she didn't give him a press box or she didn't invite him to some sort of event and so he made a video about her and like yeah. how he felt disrespected by her and then they had some kind of back and forth you remember that totally yeah they've had a him and the kardashian family have had a really that's the other thing that i don't feel like enough people are talking talking about and i'm so glad that you brought it up Jeffree Star has had a very tumultuous relationship with that family, with every member, with mm-hmm. Kylie, with Chloe. He's had beef with some of the guys in the family, like their boyfriends, husbands, whatever, exes. Um, and Kim, yeah, they, I think it originated because he reviewed one of her products. She, and he was like, not very nice about it. So then Kim went on social media and defended him because people were coming for him and saying like, why are, why are you talking so poorly about like whatever fucking contour kit she had released? So then people got mad at her <clears throat> for defending him because he's Jeffree Star. And so then she like reneged her, but she deleted the video and like took back her, like whatever she said about him. And then he got angry at her for taking it back. And it was like this whole thing He's also been really, 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 really mean about like almost every product Kylie has released and he got mm. removed from her um, from her press list. And now he like very publicly no longer receives Kylie cosmetic stuff. So yeah, he's had a real up and down relationship with that family, which I feel like adds a whole, you know, another element to how weird this would be if it's true. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. So you think there's a possibility. But he was pretty vehement in his denial. I know. He seemed like, he honestly seemed, like I've watched Jeffree Star live for so many years <laughs> that I could, like, I can kind of tell when he's doing a video that feels like it's going to be a lot of lies. He, it's usually very set up. Mm-hmm. It's like a very like, I can't believe I'm having to do this. It's very that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very like lighting you know like muted colors because those uh, evoke emotion like it's very thought out a press team came in and decided what would be best to make him look like a victim kind of thing like he really goes all out when he has to do those videos where he has to address something and the fact that this one was like him mostly joking about it and like makeup free and yeah, just like fooling like, around in his kitchen. Yeah, like it felt very lax in a way that I'm like, well, maybe he's maybe he's being serious. Like maybe this is not. But then that takes me to another level of like, I'm always taught to not trust Jeffrey. So maybe the fact that he's being so chill about it, because, <laughs> you know, maybe there's right. like a knife to his back situation. It's an enigma wrapped in a riddle and cash. <laughs> but like <Yeah>. literally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if it's, first of all, let me just go on record by saying, like, I definitely believe that Kanye West sleeps with and has slept with men. I mean, that goes without saying for me. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm giving everybody like, you know, a quarter of a clap 
for not making this like that big of a deal like totally people are mostly just talking about the rumor in its face not they're not making like a big deal about it being a gay thing and i appreciate that i appreciate that so much i did not see that coming i really yeah and this came out i was like here we go now it's gonna be Mm-hmm. all of like middle America being like Kanye with a guy not able right. to comprehend but it hasn't really been that at all you're right yeah it's mostly people just horrified that it would be Jeffree Star totally <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yes totally and that also being said I also feel like like Cat Stacks and this is going to be graphic I feel like Jeffree Star has a quality about him where Especially because he is like the I hook up with people in private kind of girl. I feel like Jeffree Star is like a real fucking nasty pig bottom. Like I feel like Jeffree's like really fucking gross. And <laughs> there's a part of me that's like, yeah, like I don't know if any man, no matter how wealthy they are, like a man, especially like Kanye could like pass up having Jeffrey across the street and being like, I will literally let you and your friends do anything to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, imagine like being so wealthy that like you would have literally anything. Right. And everything is so boring to you. And then you look over and see somebody (laughs) who looks like Jeffree Star and you're like, okay, let's, yeah, that's the next move for me. Yeah, and you're Kanye, who only loves aliens. Like, yeah, <laughs> you only truly love alien people, and you tried your hardest to turn Kim into your perfect alien, and you kind of did. But like, I don't know. It's yeah, I, I get Amber Rose vibes more so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very weird. Fembot. Yeah, very fembot. Very like. I feel like Kanye is probably really attracted to the fact that Je- Jeffrey is like genderless, mm-hmm. you know, and no eyebrows, no eyebrows, like you know, like his, the work that he's done on his face, like is alien. Like it's, it's just very, it just gives me Kanye vibes, I guess. Yeah, totally. <sighs> I am stressed out. Me too. <laughs> I honestly am too. And I'm stressed. I'm also stressed knowing that when this episode comes out, by the time it airs, like there'll be 37 more developments. You know what? Okay. I wanted to talk about something that I think is interesting. Okay. Is that with, here's how I know that this is true because a lot of people are like, okay, we've heard the story. You know, we've been through this before. Mm -hmm. We've heard the divorce rumors time and time again. What makes this different for me is how E! News announced it. Mm. How they took a long time to announce it. Mm-hmm. They, they announced it like several hours after basically every major outlet had announced it. Mm-hmm. I know from personal experience that they're like very careful with the family. <laughs> that they like don't like things to get out. Right. They don't like to be the ones to break the news because they're like very protected or whatever deal that they've got going with the family like right more often than not you're not going to hear like a crazy story from e first about the family yeah um so the fact that they like 
came out with an exclusive article like several hours later made me think okay clearly we know that they've got so many people that they can talk to within that family right the fact that they're doing like an exclusive angle to it makes me feel it feel that much more valid to me i 1000 percent agree with you if it was any other network but e it's just the fact that it is e changes everything mm-hmm yeah because with Kylie's pregnancy they knew Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they didn't say anything until way after (laughs) TMZ because I had to remember that day way after like TMZ and all of them said stuff it took them hours to be like oh yeah Kylie actually is pregnant tactical that's how you know that's how you know yeah, and it, it definitely feels much less tabloidy than it ever has before when, you know, like, yeah. when it's like Kim and Kanye split, it's always been very, you know, Us Weekly, you're at the grocery store kind of gig. This feels mm-hmm. very definitive. It feels very official. It feels very, like, it feels like a quote that I would have to read for an episode. Like, it feels really very real and... I don't know. I just feel like this is the the one thing that I did want to say though, is that I don't believe I'll never, you can never pay me enough money to believe that this was not perfectly planned out by the family, whether Kanye knew or not for a long time. You know, I I definitely feel like Chris was like, we got to have our ducks in a row. We know by now that the way that this family operates is through you know, things happen in the family and then it becomes a storyline on their show and then mm-hmm. they address it on the show and yep. they're able to keep these narratives going for like a year. These dumb fucking stories mm-hmm. that are really on paper, not that big of a deal sometimes, but they're able to stretch it for so long because they air right. it six months later on TV. And I feel like this is so perfectly timed with the announcement that they're doing a Hulu deal and, you know, people now have this thing to look forward to. We all are going to be waiting to see how this plays out on Hulu, obviously. And Chris is yeah. smart. Well, it's also like, yeah, we know that the last season is going to probably end around summer, mm-hmm. late spring. Mm-hmm. They can start a Hulu deal right then and then they can have the divorce. Yep. Right in between the ending of the show and the beginning of whatever they're doing on Hulu. It's perfect. I cannot believe that they are starting a new chapter with another network and it could be another <laughs> decade. I can't believe it. I love it. I love it's it. So, I mean, you know that Paris Hilton is literally having night sweats. She just wakes up <laughs> on that beach just cold and sweating. <sighs> like, fuck, why can't there be 12 of me? Nicole Richie's livid. Yes. Like, yeah. got a damn show on Quibi that lasted 12 minutes. <laughs> They're all just like, God damn it. She's fucking American royalty. Like, the girl that we used to feed tequila to and watch her, like, shake her ass on rappers is literally a royal. <laughs> oh, God bless. <laughs> God bless. Well, do you have any... um closing thoughts about this divorce or any of the things um I just I mean if 
I try not to get dark, but I just feel like we're in for a very rocky road yeah. with Kanye and how he's going to react to this. And I agree. I'm, I'm nervous about that. And you're right. I think that this has been in the works for a very long time. I think that they have been trying to work around his manic episodes. Yep. And get him into, at least if he's not going to medicate himself, like get him to a place where he's a little bit more stable and able to handle information yeah. like this. And I think that them being separated has been tactical. Kim has probably been like, you know, like let him just find his peace if Wyoming is his happy place and let him be there and get his head straight. I can figure out what I'm doing in my next phase of life. And yeah. maybe we can come together at another right. point and like have a, an adult conversation about this. But yeah. I don't think that they could have a thousand adult conversations and I still think that it's not going to go well and i'm not even gonna blame like point fingers at kanye's mental health i just think that kanye is a petty person <laughs> totally i i agree with that i mean he's a petty very broken it's like mental health aside like kanye is a very broken man yeah you know he's very very broken and you know i, I know that i mentioned this earlier like kind of like in passing but like i definitely think that the reason I think that Kanye has a real he holds a very weird sort of position in the black community because Kanye is somebody that we like championed for so many years at the beginning of his career mm-hmm. and I've always said that like you know as a teenage like feminine gay black boy like Kanye was a revelation in my life like Kanye made it okay for like not not only for boys to like wear pink polos and shit like in the early 2000s but like for black men to be expressive about like their feelings and their emotions and to like music that is like focused on lyrics and he allowed rappers to do all that stuff like he really really was a a a major major deal for the black community in Uh the early 2000s and I think there's a big part of that that plays into why people have such a hard time just completely dismissing him because it's like it's Kanye you know totally and when it comes to I mean there's still a large contingency of people who are like fuck the Kardashians so even though he had a mental breakdown one day the next day he's calling Chris Chris Jong-un and we're like going up for it and that's so funny and we love him like there's always going to be that you know yes people Oh, God. Well, we'll be watching. We certainly will. (laughs) (laughs) Kara, thank you for doing this late night emergency episode with me. Thank you so much. This was fun. Every time I talk to you, it's a dream. And I'm I'm just feeling a lot right now. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Troy. (laughs) Of course, tell people where they can find your podcast. Um, you can listen to my podcast. It's called Everyone's Business But Mine. Everywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can follow me on Instagram at Everyone's Business But Mine. It is a pop culture, reality TV, Bravo, you know, you know, if you're here, you know, yeah, what, what, you know, what it is. Yeah. it's truly just I mean, it's like, I just have to do it. But everybody listening to this listens to your fucking podcast. Come on. And if they don't, they're a fool. 
goddamn fool. A goddamn fool. Kara, I love you. Love you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.